Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm actually recording it ahead of time because I'll be traveling when this episode comes out. As of last week, I am finished with work and it's basically just been months and months of really horrendous stress. I was just dancing on the edge of burnout for a long time and slowly it's getting better. But somehow in the midst of all of that chaos, a friend of mine from home, a dear friend from childhood reached out and said, hey, I really still want to come visit you before you leave. We made the plan that she comes now, mid-February. Not exactly the best time to go on a scenic holiday, but basically my friend landed like the day I finished up work. It was my birthday weekend. We spent that in Freiburg showing her my home here. And then we'd take off for one last trip around Europe. So the day that this comes out will be in Vienna. And I have to say, I almost wanted to back out of this trip at one point, just because I just thought it's just too much. Everything's too much. I can't be out of town at that time. I'm going to have too much to do. I am so glad that we're doing this and that we stuck to it and that it's a good old childhood friend. I don't have to worry about my behavior around her. (laughs) If I'm totally burnt out and stressed, that's also going to be fine for her. Really, what it's ended up doing is giving me this amazing goodbye tour of of Freiburg. Really, you know, as I'm showing her my home here, I'm also saying goodbye to it. Like this might be one of the last time that I do some of my favorite things around here. And then this trip is going to be really fun, but nothing stressful. Like I kind of know how travel in Europe works, so I'm not worried about it. And it just, yeah, it just feels like it gives me a really good way to differentiate between the stressful months that are over. (laughs) And when I get back to town after this, I'll hopefully be rejuvenated in some ways. And then I'll just have a couple weeks to wrap up loose ends and focus on the actual moving part of the move and not like the crazy paperwork that I've been going through for months. So I just wanted to share in case anyone out there is planning their own move abroad or leaving somewhere that they lived for a while. If there's any way you can squeeze in some kind of break amidst it, especially towards the end, I think it's just a really, really good idea. So that's where I'll be when this episode comes out. There is one thing I wanted to warn you guys about this episode. We had some recording difficulties. So you'll hear my guest Priya's feed sort of changes maybe a quarter or a third of the way into the episode. You'll just hear a shift in the audio quality and the tone and all that kind of stuff. It's not horrible. It's not going to hurt your ears to listen to, but I did want to warn you. Honestly, I... I never come this close to losing audio completely. I thought I might have lost this whole episode. I'm so, so happy we have it. But alas, it's it's not the flawless audio quality you've come to expect from the show. But I think it's worth it because it's a great conversation. So let's get to it. Enjoy. My name is Priya. I come originally from India. I'm living in Germany from past um, four years. And I think you've got at least one country in between. Yeah, so I was born and brought up and even worked there. Um, I met my husband uh, working in India. He's German and that's the reason we moved here. 
after our marriage in 2016, we were supposed to move to Malawi, which is like a pretty small country close to South Africa. But my husband got a new position in Uganda, which was like one or two weeks before our wedding in Germany, in India. And he was like, hey, would it be okay if we don't, if we don't move to Malawi, but we move to Uganda? And I said, Yes, as long as we are together, I don't mind. And I had no idea how far they, these countries, I had no experience of living in Africa. And I just said yes, and um, which, which turned out to be pretty exciting. Then we lived there in Uganda together after getting married for two and a half years. And then we moved to Germany and Stuttgart. You have two kids or one kid? Yeah, I have two kids or we have two kids. Um, one is four and a half year old, a boy. And one is eight month old baby, baby girl. I am so eager to get to our mm-hmm. topic today, which I mean, to bring it down to just one word is joy. Actually, the four years you've been here, so you've mostly caught the COVID years. I mean, it's the same for me, like exactly half of my time in Germany has been spent in some kind of COVID lockdown or adjacent situation. And when I think about that in combination with the word joy, I think about, I realized at some point over, I think around year two and a half of the pandemic that one of the things that was really making it difficult for me in Germany is like, I think normal German life is kind of more of a straightforward way of living. Like people are very focused on what they're doing and like their routine and whatever, but there's also all of these festivals and excuses to come together and do some kind of parade or event or something like that. And for me, those were always the moments that kind of like, I always felt like the Germans were like, work hard, play hard, you know? And so Mm -hmm. like, they're very serious every day. And then Oktoberfest comes or Fastnacht or whatever the holiday or occasion might be. And then people really like come out and loosen up and like, it gives me such a boost And I realized after two, two and a half years of not having that, and I was only having this like straightforward business part of life here, it's it's really done a number on me. I'm curious how any of that like relates for you or doesn't connect. We moved in here um, into like to Germany when um, our firstborn was in eight months. And we were not also going out that much. We were pretty much having dinners most of the time at home. So I think the COVID did not play such a huge role uh, for me, I guess I would say. Like my nights or our evenings were the same with COVID or without COVID. But I think I was more thinking about what was happening in India back home, you know, when the second wave hit us. And I think it was really, really tragic in India. And I think that made me emotional. That made me helpless um, living in Germany having all the healthcare service and all the support from government, but also seeing people really struggling and to an extent dying. Some of my relatives were no more. I couldn't see them. And I think that kind of broke me. Like one or two months, I, I, I could feel that that affected me. But I think life in Germany was pretty much the same, I would say, for us. Let's get into that. Like, what is your experience of being in Germany so far these these four years? I think it has changed a lot. I think and all the changes they came about when I started to speak German, I think I, I felt I belonged here. I think the first one or two years when I couldn't form a sentence, yes, I know the words, but that's not enough to speak fluently. And I think for me, it's important to build connection on my own, which then tells me or that I belong here and I couldn't do that. Um, And I think when I started to speak 
language and I really started to enjoy. I really started to to have the small talks with our neighbors, not with all of them, but with some of them. And what has it been like now that you've been speaking German and like interacting with the people more? Has that changed? Mm -hmm. I still struggle. I still struggle, I would say. <laughs> But I think it's gonna be. I'm not a native speaker. I will never be a native speaker. When I started to work, German started to come easy to me because my my environment at work is German. I I I speak German. People speak German to me. I write emails in German. I communicate in German. I was in, in the beginning I was talking with my kids Hindi which is my mother tongue but after a bit my child did not wanted to speak the mother tongue he wanted to speak German when he started to speak German with me I think that also really helped me because at home then there was also an environment where German was spoken I would love to hear from your experience over this time as you've been settling in gaining your independence learning the language where would you say that you see joy in Germany I would really say um, like growing your fa like growing my family here. I think those are like the turning points in your life, no matter where you are around the world. And I think it happens to be in Germany that um, I gave birth to both kids in Germany, and I think that 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 connects me to the place. Like I feel I'm gonna remember this for whole of my life, um, which 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 makes me happy that it happened that we chose to deliver our kids or bring into this world our kids in Germany. I think where we were living before or before moving to Germany, the family component was always missing. So my husband is from originally from here and his family is also here. Plus his school friends are also here. So which is nice, like you have a already a social circle. I feel lucky that I, I connected with most of his friends, which and I call them also my friends now. Yeah, yeah, it's like those long-term, long-history relationships that you just, I mean, you can't invent them quickly is the problem. Like the whole point of what makes them so special is that these are people that have known you for those many years. And in the, I guess in this case, you know, it's not that they've known you the, those whole decades, but your husband and I, I don't know, I think even as a partner, you get to enjoy some aspect of that yeah they sometimes they would sit and tell oh in the school times we did this or this yeah. happened and then you have to call your mom or you got in an accident or, or something and you're just like oh yeah, yeah I would like to listen more about it you know those are interesting stories the flip side of that question is then where do you feel a lack of joy in Germany I just I think people are people taking their life quite seriously here I feel everything has to be done with the minute. Like there's no room of negotiation when it comes to appointments or um, like meeting a, meeting someone for an appointment or scheduling something. Like if you come five minutes late, you need to say sorry. Even if you don't want to say sorry, you had a valid reason, you end up saying sorry. Yeah. Because you feel you are in that environment. You feel pressurized because everyone else does it. And I think I feel people are also very inflexible. If Friday, 10 o'clock is allocated for a supermarket visit, it has to happen then. Even if the supermarkets are open from 7 to 12 in the night, <laughs> some of the supermarkets, no. But if it's 10 o'clock, it has to be 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> And no one, would, no one would do anything. Like they would not schedule or have a random thing at 10 o'clock. It sometimes pisses me off. Come on. Sometimes a cup of coffee is more important than going to supermarket or sometimes even gym or 
going for a walk yes you could also do it maybe not today maybe tomorrow but people would not change their schedule and sometimes a bit of flexibility would also be nice here yeah yeah I definitely feel that especially with these unforeseeable things like you slept terribly the night before and you just really need those like 10 minutes to sit in your own home and have a coffee or you run into someone on the way and you just want to stop and chat or, you know, go grab a coffee with them or something or I don't know, all of these spontaneous things that pop up no. in life and that's not really how it's there's no, room. there's no room for it. You have to schedule everything and sometimes you try to schedule something and they say, no, we are busy for next three weeks. Yeah. And then we go, then we, then we go for three, another three weeks to Italy for holidays. And then sometimes I feel that 2000, from 2020 to 2023 went by and we hardly got to see each other. Yeah. Well, that's another crazy thing, right? It's like people will have their entire year of vacation scheduled out at the beginning of the year or the end of the year before, and sometimes even two years in advance. And so those kind of things it's like really set in stone and and so I understand like there's a practicality to being really strict with your scheduling but I don't know I I think I also I'm from a culture that's way more loosey-goosey with that kind of thing so yeah. I just I, I struggle with it sometimes yeah I wonder like coming from India like no one plans like a yearly um calendar like people plan maybe month when they go for when they take two three days off but here people yeah. plan for two years their holidays and I I don't know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. How could I know where I'm going to go in two years, like to vacation there? And for how many days? I have no idea. Yeah, sometimes I just want to say like, I just want to see how I'm feeling. You know, I just want to see what I'm in the mood for in June. And that is not how vacation scheduling works. Yeah, but I I remember when, um, when it was like the first year here working here. And then in December, they already had the whole calendar planned for the whole team for next year. So if you don't block in your holiday days, that means there is a chance that you may not get holidays on the days that you wanted to actually go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I make joke, we make joke, like I make joke with my husband. It's like a Vimax dress. Who are you meeting whom? And everyone wants to meet. They, you would not get to see those people throughout, like in the year, but you you have to see them on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to have cake and coffee on 25th or 26th or 24th. But it doesn't matter throughout the year what you do, but you have to meet them. I wonder if some people from different cultures would even think of that as a an aspect to point out when talking about where joy is lacking. Because I think for some of my German friends, for instance, like that's not even part of the conversation when you're talking about scheduling. Like joy or lack of joy is like really out of left field for them if we're talking about scheduling. But I can really relate where it's like, actually, yeah, this laid back or like spontaneous nature, um, it does kind of lift my spirits in a way <laughs> yeah there are there are many great things which works in germany and that's why we are here and i i totally appreciate it like the country i come from there are huge advantages of living in germany right from so- social security or maternity leaves or getting support or kindergeld or Elsengeld and stuff like that or my residence permit it, it it worked out like within days i had clearance and i, I got everything done which would have taken years in India. There are so many people applying for it and you have to chase off, uh, officials or call them. But I didn't have to do anything. They had they posted to my address. But there, as always, there is no perfect place in the world. It just, it works for us, Germany, but there are also a few things it would be nice to have here as well. 
Yeah, though, I was thinking, we, we were talking before we hit record about how we both have jobs where we work on Saturdays, and they're both jobs that have a lot of interaction with the public. And I think that's maybe one way that people with sort of our preference for spontaneity can kind of build that back into maybe a life that is otherwise slightly less so. You know, if you're working a job where anyone can come in and just ask you a question or have a request for the the building or, or for the company, it's by nature, it's spontaneous and it's unplanned. Well, some of it's still planned, but <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? And so I think mm-hmm. like, even if that's a con, it's kind of a one I can work with because I can find ways to kind of latch on to spontaneity where there is some. That's a very good point. I think, and I think that's what I, I love to go to work also on busy days wherein some people would not want to do that a job on Saturday, but I like it because yes, there is room of spontaneity. You just meet people and sometimes you even meet known people without any appointment there. They just show up. And I think I, that's a very good point. I think I enjoy that as well. And since you have experience in so many different countries, I, I also want to ask these same questions um, of Uganda. So let's start with where did you find or experience joy in life in Uganda? I think they were quite a lot lot many points which I have I think meeting interesting people you know sometimes you just sit somewhere for coffee you do not schedule anything with anyone then someone comes and asks you to join the table yes you say yes and then you end up spending like two hours with them and they tell you they took a kayak and they went from um, Congo to this place and then then they were just you know in that nature for like I don't know for three months three months with their two kids you know those sort of interesting stories you you don't get to hear you don't have those encounters in Germany yes everyone yeah. has has a job everyone has a family but then you know those funny stories or like amazing travel stories you don't get to hear that I think there's also something to that level of friendship or acquaintance where it's like not a friend that you're close enough to that you're going to schedule an appointment to catch up with or something like that, you know, but it's fun to run into them and and get to hear what's going on with them and sort of more this in between, somewhere between really close and really distant friendships. True. And also, I think I really um, enjoyed nature there. I really, like when people talk about, you know, there's a famous zoo here in Stuttgart, like Wilhelma, and people say, oh, that was amazing. And I really don't want to go there because I think I've seen, I have a very different expectations of seeing animals in their, in their habitat, in their natural way, which I got to see in, in Uganda or in South Africa. I remember, I think I, I really loved giraffes and elephants. And I was telling my husband before we, we were entering in the safari van, I said, hey, it would be really interesting. I don't want to keep the expectations high, but I would love to see giraffes. And we were just driving, sun was about to set down and I was like, maybe, let's see, or otherwise we come tomorrow again to see some animals. And I see all of a sudden like 30, 40 giraffes standing while the sun was setting down and they were of different heights and they were doing their own thing, but it, it felt so natural. It felt wow. it felt great to, 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 to do this, to see this or to experience this. And I did not, I'm not good with cameras. I didn't want to take picture, but I just wanted to, to, and I have this memory in my head how all those giraffes were standing on a flat like plane and just um, it, it was it was so beautiful. It is it is really it is also very untouched. Not many yeah. people have explored that, and I think that also makes it really really interesting. 
And it's also totally in contrast to Germany where, I mean, it's a overpopulated area. So it's, there's not really anywhere that's untouched, you know, like even the forest and the nature is known, you know, a lot of people are, are there. If you go on a hike, you're going to run into plenty of groups of other people hiking. We also had a very good like schedule. We would do like, there was a community yoga happening that you don't have to pay anything. Sometimes you can just show up with like a big fruit in your hand for everyone. And that was this yoga fee for the hour. So me and my husband would, would uh, have our yoga mats and uh, that was under a mango tree. So we would just, like, there would be 20, 30 people under the mango tree. And in between the class, while well, you're doing a, a hasana, uh, you would see like, I don't know, five, six monkeys, um, like trying to really go on the mango tree and the mangoes would fall down <laughs> to oh. <your> yoga mat. <laughs> which, uh, which brings back the memories. It's also, they would come every Saturday when we were there. Oh. And yeah, that was part of the yoga practice. End of the class, and there would be like a big, big platter of fruits. So like watermelon and then sweet pineapples and everyone comes together and everyone takes pieces on their hand, like in their hand and then eat and chat about their weekend. Well, then the last side of that coin remaining about Uganda is where would you say the joy was lacking in Uganda? I would say healthcare. I think three of us, like including our kid who's like we raised him there for our first seven months in Uganda. I think the healthcare, uh, we did not have any issues, major issues that we really have to think about it. But I think if you get any, it can be pretty close to death. Like sometimes and the kind of place we were living, we were not living in the capital city where the big hospitals are, which are private. Then you get insurance and you pay for them. But uh, we were at a very small place, like driving to the main city would take maybe two and a half, three hours. Um, but thankfully, we did not have any, any issues. But uh, something funny, my husband has been staying in Africa and was staying in Africa for like eight years, never had malaria. Then we were coming back from Uganda to Germany for good. He got malaria towards the end, but he got no. the treatment in Germany. And uh, I remember the first Christmas, we moved in 2018 December, and the Christmas was in, in, in the hospital. I actually moved in, in in the hospital with him because I didn't want to spend it without him. They were really nice. The hospital was great. Uh, it was a huge room. And they said, uh, you have a small baby. You don't want them to roll on the floor. Um, would it be okay if we get, get a bed for you? And we said, yeah, that would be nice. And then, uh, so it was actually the first Christmas in Germany in the hospital. Wow. And my husband <laughs> was really, really down with malaria. And I, I remember he had a strain of malaria, which can be really, really dangerous. So I think the mosquitoes, you had to plan everything. You had to wear jeans. You had to pray always in the evening. Um, with a child, it's even more difficult because they crawl and they really are on the floor where most of the mosquitoes are. I remember um, I, was, I would breastfeed him in Uganda in the night and I would go with my phone light and look around in the mosquito net. And as soon as I would see a big mosquito, I would wake my husband up and say, hey, there is a mosquito. You know, so then there would be a mosquito chase around in the bedroom at two o'clock. <laughs> to, to oh, catch no. that mosquito you know and that that's not there in Germany you don't have to worry about it and even if there are mosquitoes they are not going to be deadly for anyone it's so funny that you're you're sharing about this today because um, just this afternoon I went to a doctor to get a bunch of different vaccinations and 
boosters for my move to South America, there was a whole front and back sheet about malaria and all these details. And it was like really hitting me like, wow, okay, I I knew nothing about it. And it's such a it's not a straightforward thing. Like, you, yeah, I mean, so I just learned all of that today for the first time. And now I'm hearing about the lived experience of it. Wow. (laughs) No, and it gets more tricky when you have a child. You know, I don't yeah. mind having a malaria. I know I would, I would, I would recover most of the time. I would, it would be fine. But you know, when you have like a baby with you, you don't. You want to protect them. You want to keep them safe. Yes, it, sometimes it may sound crazy that you go home at five p.m. when people go out for dinners. You can't, you can't stay in a garden because you know you're gonna get bitten, and you don't know which mosquito, like which bite. And then you look at your child who's got five bites. From mosquito and you don't know if tomorrow it's going to end up in a malaria or something more severe mm-hmm. than that and i think that kind of yeah security is amazing in germany like healthcare or not have n- nothing to worry about those tropical diseases yeah i mean it gives you perspective yeah and as always there is no perfect place for example the other thing which which was not like it was not politically stable sometimes sometimes you like in Uganda, you go for a shopping or after yoga for a cup of coffee and you see that there's like tear gas explosions or like people are running on the street and you don't know. Then you have to just take a U-turn with your car and then go somewhere else. You know, those things don't happen in, in Germany. When there is a protest, they tell you and there's no guns or violence, something like that. I remember once um, I was quite pregnant and I was living, um, I was, we were in Uganda. So I was fully pregnant. I was lying on the couch. My husband was working there and we just heard a gunshot from the garden. So we thought, okay. So no one went out because it's not safe. No one went to the balcony to check. And I was lying and um, when this gunshot, the, the sound came loud, the child started to kick in my oh. belly. It was so loud that I shook and the child inside me shook was like I don't know I could just feel that there was something terrible was happening then after a few minutes um, we could hear some movement in the garden some known voices that we could trust so my husband went out to check what was happening if there's some sort of theft or anything alarming and uh, the security guy said that he was sitting he had a gun facing up towards the sky and he by mistake he shot a round of (laughs) like a he, he he did not lock it, <laughs> and we oh, were like, wow. we were like, thankfully, did not go to someone else. It could be fatal. Yeah, I mean that's such a reminder of how casually this kind of thing yeah. can go wrong. The other thing was, um, I was working at a university. I was lecturing there, and I had to really chase them for my salary. I'm not talking about a bonus. I'm not talking about Christmas money. I'm not talking about holiday money. I'm talking about my monthly salary. They were not paying me. Sometimes I feel, I felt, this is, I, this is what I deserve. I don't have to chase anyone. I should not be chasing anyone for my work, which is another thing, and which I appreciate here. You see, end of the month, your salary already in your account. And yeah, I don't have yeah, to chase anyone to chase for that. <laughs> <laughs> you told me once that your, your husband had a really good way of summarizing this into one simple metaphor. This whole this whole debate between these different ways of life and lifestyles. Would you share that with us? Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the story was what my husband was telling once is um, we were thinking about Uganda and Germany, where to move, where we would like. And he asked me one question, would you like um, the avocados from here with a pretty okay bread or would you like a German bread? 
with a okayish avocado from a supermarket. My answer was, I would love to have the avocado from here. The okay bread from 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 Uganda, and my husband, as German he is, he said he would like to have his German bread, and I think that was also the reason we moved to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to start wrapping up soon, but I'm curious as you look forward into the future with raising your children here in Germany in this more good bread part of the metaphor than the, than yeah. the tasty avocados, right? So we're, everything we've been talking about, like the great healthcare, like really functioning systems and stuff like that. It seems like you guys have made a really conscious choice that that's going to be your baseline, right? Like you're going to live in Germany and this mm-hmm. is what you're going to build off of. So are there any ways that you're bringing the avocado of life, <laughs> so to say, into your family culture or what you're trying to raise your, your children with? I think um, really focus on meeting new people or people who have spent some of their time in a different country, I think, which makes it very interesting for to to hear stories from people who are well-traveled. And I think I always connect with people who are well traveled. That's second thing I think we would like to also focus when the kids are a bit more grow up. We would like to visit also those places where we've been or maybe let it be like Malawi or Uganda or South Africa, the places where we connect. I think we would like to go back and show our kids all the stories which we tell them on weekly basis or they get to see the pictures and things like that. I think that would be another way for us to relive those moments again. I think that's a really beautiful mixture and like a really beautiful approach to, I don't know, those moments where it does get on your last nerve that things are so structured and planned, you know, like it's a good reminder you can do something about it and and try to find that good balance that works for you. Pretty much, yes. And it's our decision to live here. There's no pressure on us. We could move anytime, but I think the advantages here are enormous. Not not everyone has this this kind of um, options in life. Like there are a lot of people who who would like to move to Germany who could not could not do it because of I don't know money issues, visa issues. But I feel glad that we had the choice, mm. and we still have the choice of moving somewhere else. And that also that makes such a huge difference too. I think those are very beautiful words to wrap up on. Um, so with that, we are going to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. It's mm-hmm. a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are mm-hmm. you ready? Yep. Let's see. Okay. What is your favorite experience to do with your family around Stuttgart? I would say going for the coffee and enjoy, enjoying the Zimschnecke with a cup of coffee. Oh my coffee. gosh, yes, Zimschnecke. <laughs> that's that's uh, a favorite one. If you could transport one dish or meal from India and just have it magically appear on your plate for dinner tonight, what would you choose? I don't know if you know masala dosa, like a really thin uh, rice pancake with some potato filling. And that it's served with a coconut chutney and like a sambar, which is like a lentil with all sort of uh, spices in it with a cup of coffee or a cup of like an Indian coffee or a cup of Indian chai. And I think that's the meal I would love to have every night. You've won some kind of magical magical lottery where 
now, let's say in February, dead of winter, you're on your last dregs of of optimism and energy and you're desperate for some sunshine. You get one weekend getaway anywhere where you want to go. Where do you choose? I would go to India. Yeah, nice. I would go to India. I think the weather is great. We're actually flying to India in March. Oh, I'm really happy. That's like amazing and perfect that you actually are going and very soon. And you'll yeah. be able to get that sunlight, see your family. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, my, and we're going to fly in for the first time with our daughter. So it's going to be exciting. Oh, that makes me so happy for you guys. Where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram. I'm happy to uh, yeah leave a note um, on the podcast below and people can definitely write to me, especially if they're moving to some of the countries which we were talking about or moving to India or moving to Stuttgart. Happy to help them and show them around and take them to the same cafe, which we've been enjoying in the last four years. And yeah. they could also taste the Zimschnecke there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I will link to your Instagram in the show notes. And okay. one more big thank you for coming on the show and having this really nice chat. And thank you again for sharing your perspective. That's always a pleasure. It was really nice to even part, listen to your podcast. And, and I would also wanted to say, you have such a positive voice. I think it's, um, I don't know, sometimes you hear podca- podcasts and you connect with that person. And I think that happens with you. You have such a positive, lovely, welcoming voice, which connected me. Oh, that makes me feel very, very happy. I think, I think I'm becoming increasingly transparent in the fact that my my life right now is completely messy and overwhelming and I sometimes I'm like, wait, why am I why am I doing this still? This is too much. But it's really I, I, I feel it too, you know? I feel the connection. I am so like it just really just fills me with so much joy and fulfillment to to hear that from from you. So thank you. Thank you one more time to Priya for coming onto the show. I'll link to Priya's Instagram in the show notes. You can also find me on Instagram at The Expatcast. You can also find me online at TheExpatCast.com. And there's also a contact form there. So if you ever want to reach out and give me some feedback or a little message, that is a great place to do so. As always, I want to thank Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. There on Instagram at Hug from the Side. And I want to give a quick plug. Amy Lungi, who made my logo, also has a growing side hustle as a florist. She is based in Brooklyn, New York, and everyone can give her a follow on Instagram. Her feed is beautiful. You can find her on Instagram at waxwaynebk. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds, but honestly, I haven't decided which episode I'm going to air next. I'm going to decide spontaneously the week of. So tune in and find out. It's a little surprise for us all. All right, till then, have a wonderful week. This done. Tschüss.